if I want to make real change in our relationship and I want to make like a genuine effort, it involves, of course, speaking my truth, letting it be known how I feel, but it really involves me doing the work to be at a place where I feel like I'm doing my very best to keep my side of the street clean. You're listening to the Almost 30 Podcast, hosted by Krista Williams and Lindsay Simsek. Almost 30 started as a conversation about the transition from our 20s to our 30s. But then we realized life is full of transitions. So we expanded our mission. We are an intuition-led, wellness-focused lifestyle podcast that promises to deliver authentic conversations, diverse points of view, and insights rooted in optimism, growth, and intention. The Almost 30 Nation community is a group of purposeful dreamers who are smart, passionate, and always seeking the full potential in every aspect of their lives. At Almost 30, we're making magic together. We dream it, and then we do it. Thanks so much for tuning into the Almost 30 Podcast. Here we go. Hello and welcome to Almost 30 Podcast. So glad you're here. (laughs) It's true. So glad you're here. So glad you're here. Uh, Hey, it's Lindsay and Krista and... We're the hosts. We are the founders of Almost 30. We started this thing during that chaotic time between your 20s and your 30s. So I'm sure a lot of you can relate, but we figured out in connecting with a lot of you, hundreds and thousands of you, that everyone's everyone's (laughs) kind of going through something at all times. And so we wanted to create a community and a space and a resource for you just to connect with and feel less alone, feel more equipped feel more like yourself. So here we are, almost 30. We didn't think about the name when we named it, but yeah. we're rolling Don't with ask it. us questions. <laughs> Don't ask us about our almost 40 brand, <laughs> even though we're not. But anyways, happy you're here. It is, it's a good one. I'm really excited about this episode on change. And really this is inspired by something that was really challenging in my life. And now I really use and apply to my personal relationship with Justin and I'm trying to apply outside. And it's related to the belief and understanding that we cannot change people. Mm -hmm. We can only allow them to be and focus on ourselves. It's one of the biggest lessons. I'm very excited to listen to this. It's like one of the biggest lessons I've learned most recently. And it's, I didn't understand how deeply ingrained it was until I started to actually live it, especially in the new relationship. I'm like, oh my God. Like I I really do want to change a lot of people. (laughs) Same, me too. And also too with, it's hard though. This is what's, I mean, this is life, but it's so hard with the change because it's like, if I don't change, am I settled? If I don't change them, am I settling? Am I not getting what I want? So there's such a balance between communication and letting someone evolve and step up to the plate and wanting someone to change because of fear or because of something inside you that that will never be fulfilled. So it's always like the intention of why you want that change. And I think for me, it's like the expectation in any relationship that they will never change mm. and to be pleasantly surprised if they do. Yeah. But I mean, I struggle with this literally on a daily basis. I think the for me, the communication piece has been really important. Like just even vocalizing when I'm feeling almost the need to change someone, not saying, hey, I want to change you. It's more like 
this is something I'm not used to or I'm uncomfortable with that you're doing. And I just need to say it out loud. Yeah. And I don't want you to change. I'm just like, I want to let you know that I'm feeling a little weird. Yes. <laughs> you know? My thing is like not waiting until it's a hundred things that bother me yeah. and only focusing well, on one, one. At, a, mm-hmm. at a time. That's like the one thing I've learned in relationship with men, especially is because they're so linear they can only really focus on one thing at one time because they're f- stupid. <laughs> Just kidding. But they can only really focus on one thing at one time. So previously in relationships, I'd wait till I had three things and I'd be like, this is my this is my three things. This is my examples of those things. Here are mm. the things that I have problem with and that I want to change. And that is overwhelming. And then in most situations with the the men that I would be with and even Justin as an example, it's too much to focus on and it feels a little defeating. It's like, oh, there's three things. Like that's so many. I feel overwhelmed by that rather than just coming with one thing at a time or being very honest about something in the moment and not really like stockpiling tons of examples of things to change. So that's been really profoundly helpful in my relationship. Definitely Mm. don't do it all the time, you know. Definitely don't do it all the time, but that would be like advice I would give to myself if I ever gave myself or, you know, a close friend advice about. Yeah. The masculine, like, it's funny how the masculine needs to, like you said, kind of find their way. And it might be to the same thing that you're wanting them to maybe evolve to, but like they really love to feel like they did it themselves. (laughs) And women are like, help me. I'm ready. <laughs> yeah, like I'll do this in community. Yeah. I'll do this with a hundred of my friends. Yeah. And then it is, it's that freedom thing. Yeah. 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 Justin's very mm-hmm. much like that. He does not want to have his well, it's desire for evolution be inspired by my desire for him to change. It's yeah. Also it's vulnerable, very vulnerable to like just like allow that to be seen and like even the process to be like seen, even yeah. just by you. It's like, whoa. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. And in this, it was like more so the inspiration around my seeing my parents' relationship, them divorce and just all the pain and struggle that I saw them go through in wanting to change the other and it never really happening, you know? So yeah. it's something that I really have worked on and I work on a lot with Justin and I am working on applying more to other areas of my life, mm-hmm. you know, especially with friends or like just anything, you know, really focusing on me, the work that I can do and changing my internal situation, my internal climate and everything else will, will shift based on that and not expecting anyone to change, you know, for me because of me, whatever. Yes. Yeah. I'm excited about this one. Uh, we are coming off of a week in New York at the Williamsburg Hotel, which, which is was, so insane. Dude. Gorgeous. Oh my, I was a yeah. happy as a pig and shit. <laughs> being in I was in we were in Williamsburg all week. It was a dream. Yeah, I never left Williamsburg except vibe. for one meeting. It was just the best. Yeah, it was a definite vibe and so grateful cuz I think sometimes I and we both probably do brace ourselves to go to New York. You know, there's just a crazy energy that can be there, but I don't know. It felt very energizing this trip. And, you know, we, we met with a lot of just inspiring, cool people we interviewed. And then we also had meetings um, that just kind of reinvigorated our process and like our, our goals for this year. And I don't know, I felt, I felt really, really good. Yeah, completely. It was, 
Yeah, it's weird. Like whenever we are in New York, I just feel so, I do feel so inspired. I feel like LA, I found a very collaborative community here. Our community here is something I'm I'm very proud of, but in New York, it feels even almost more collaborative mm. because there's more people, I think. I don't know, but I just, I get so excited to connect with the people that we do. And it was really nice to have the flow on point, you know, staying at the Williamsburg Hotel in Brooklyn, having all of our interviews come there interviewing and recording at the gas tower with Tommy. It was just like, it was a very nice flow that really worked. And I just felt really inspired and excited by all the conversations that we had and everything that we were doing. I also think New York for me is like, I almost get more energy from feeling like I'm one of a few doing what we're doing when we're in New York. So okay. say no more fam. It's like there are, there no are doctors more. and lawyers and f- people in finance and writers and actors in New York. There's just so many different types of careers in New York yes. happening. And so in LA, it's like, what? Uh, I when's your next webinar? A lot of the same thing, but kind of a lot of the same thing. And so sometimes I'm like exhausted thinking about how the fuck do I stand out here? Yeah, You know what I mean? 100%. And then in New York, I'm just kind of like, oh, no one's doing this. Today. Yes. <laughs> I just love it. Like the diversity is on fucking point. Mm -hmm. You know, I love being anonymous on the subway. I love being anonymous walking around. I love meeting so many people that are doing their own shit. The style in New York is so fucking on point. Everyone has like Mm. dope street style, cool shit. And everyone in LA is like- (laughs) We are blanket statementing we and are, I'm so sorry, but yes. whatever. Fuck but I, it. I'm complimenting New York, but everyone in LA has no, dope no, 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 style, no. but not- I completely I, agree. I just, I look like trash every day. So I'm talking about myself being in LA, but I, yeah, it was just, it's nice to be around others that are inspired by what they're doing and not feel like a lot of times I feel like here, which is the best, but there is kind of a, a trajectory of what a lot of people are doing that we are also pursuing in some ways, in some ways not, that you can get really get caught up in. I tend to find myself getting caught up in conversations that are being had about directions that our business should go in that just become overwhelming. Mm, I, can, I I do agree. And, oh. and just being outside of our usual routine was actually really nice because yeah. we'll still like, we'll still work, but it just, it shook things up a little bit. And I I appreciated it. The weather was fucking on point. Dude, everywhere we go. Sorry. I know. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry we bring the weather. Sorry we bring the weather. We we bring the weather wherever we go. I bring the weather wherever we go. Um, But yeah, just the Williamsburg Hotel, I have to plug because the only female owned hotel in New York. Hotel in New York, y'all. Literally, it's like a boutique hotel, but it's like. It's almost like Soho House vibes. Yes. Like the, the design is on point. The. The staff is so helpful and, so, and kind. The food is great. They're actually the redoing, location is dude, right on Wythe and like North Tenth. It's like the best location. The and we are walking new, to new everything rooftop. on Kent. New rooftop. They're redoing. So we may be doing things with them this year. I had the best time in my room. Highly recommend Williamsburg Hotel. Yeah. It is a dream. I just love the female founding component. Yes. They're doing tons of female related programming too. So keep your eyes peeled for everyone that's in New York. Mm-hmm. They're going to have some awesome, awesome things happening starting the summer. Yeah. And just upcoming interviews you should be excited about. We got to interview uh, Ramit Sethi. And that was one that- BFF. Fucking, literally. I love him. BFF. I love his fashion. <laughs> 
so Dude, fashionable. So fashionable. Um, no, but it was it was a conversation that was unique. Like his his voice on like the money mindset and finances is very unique. And I was in it. Not a minute to win it. I'm in it to win it. He's <laughs> was someone that I heard six years ago on a podcast. I think Tim Ferriss is in 2015, yes. maybe, and just felt completely compelled and inspired. And then bought his book, "I Will Teach You to Be Rich." A long time ago, it's changed my life, and um, that conversation just propelled me to feeling so good. And then we saw Ali Love, we saw Tiff McFierce, we saw Lo Bosworth. Mm-hmm. So there's really exciting interviews coming up in the next couple months. In addition to some other really incredible ones. So the lineup we have coming for you is very exciting. Yeah. And then your podcast pro is available. If you guys are interested in the ebook or any of the extra assets for making your podcast a business, we're happy to support you. Yourpodcastpro.com. We're starting to also put free content on there. So blog posts about keeping our full-time jobs while starting the podcast or how to get on new and noteworthy are also included on the Your Podcast Pro website. Yeah. Thank you all for listening. You mean the world to us. You are the reason why we do this. So if you have any ideas for content that we can discuss in solo episodes like this, we would be happy to do that. So you can submit either at community at almost30podcast.com. You can DM us on Instagram at almost30podcast, or you can DM us individually. I'm at Lindsay Simsick. And I'm at It's Krista. And if this episode resonated with you, make sure to share it with your friends. That is how we grow and just make sure that people hear the messages that they need when they need it. Thank you so much for tuning into Almost 30 Podcast. We love you. Love you. What's up, guys? I'm so glad to be here with you today. I'm in a good ass mood today. I don't know how and why. I'm in a really good mood, but I am. And so it feels really good to to be on the mic talking with you. And I'm really excited about this this topic that we have. Um, It's related to relationships. And I've done a few episodes about my relationship with Justin, my sweet, sweet Penny. And I just really felt called to share about something that is very personal to me, but has been really profound for our relationship. And this can also apply to female friendships. It can apply to coworkers. It can apply to um, anyone in your life, female, male friendships, whatever it is. And the information just feels really resonant and feels really true. And so many of the women of our community were talking about it. So I am excited to be here with you today. And also too, being an engaged woman, I, I have all the answers, right? So, you know, the fact that I'm engaged means that I have every answer, which is a hilarious joke. But for anyone that's new, um, just a little background. So I've been dating Justin, my sweet Justin, for seven years now. And we got engaged in October. And he is the absolute love of my life and just been the greatest gift. And um, I've talked about it in the episode where I shared about the engagement. But talking more about our relationship publicly has been something that I've really wanted to do more so because I want to just talk about more things in my life that are really good in addition to things that are really hard. And I think for so long, it was easy for me to talk about the challenges and struggles of things that I was going through or things that I experienced or things related to mental health or my family but I wasn't really doing myself the service of speaking to things that were really, really good. 
whether that's my relationship with Justin or my friends or building a business with my best friend or um, really coming to a space where I am newly appreciant of my body. So there's a lot, you know, there's a lot of good to be spoken to. And I think that it is our job to tell everyone what's really good, you know, and that's just being honest. And that comes back to the truth of being honest in all areas of your life. Be honest when it's bad, be honest when it's good. And for my relationship, it's just been such a pillar of light for me and such a place where I can explore my feminine and I can be myself and I can feel at ease and I can feel supported. And Justin has just been such, you know, a gift. He is my unfair advantage, as I say, because I believe so deeply that um, if I didn't have him and I was looking for someone, I would not be where I was today. And I say that honestly, just because I want to give compassion to people that are looking, that are dating, that are doing the things that like I see you and I really just honor and support you in your journey. Okay. Peace, love, and crabs. Let's fucking do this, fam. Okay. So this was inspired by something that I was thinking about a few weeks ago when I was with Justin and I was just really reflecting on the growth of our relationship, you know, for the past seven years. And for me, it always feels new. It always feels different. It always feels fresh. But one of the biggest changes that I made since I moved to Los Angeles and really dove into all of the personal growth work that we do in our in our lives personally and then that we bring to the show with Almost 30, whether that's therapy, journaling, workshops, Reiki healing, you know, all of the things that that we do to be better. One of the most profound things that I've been able to bring back to my relationship with Justin has been the ability and belief to, or the ability to, to just support him for who he is and not want to change him. And I know it's very simple, but it's so profound to step into a relationship with true, honest belief and understanding that Justin is perfect the way that he is. And there is nothing that I want to change. And for me, someone who loves a good project, my poor boyfriends before, I mean, oh my God, I'm thinking of the one, there was one that I dated and I, I, I honestly had a makeover day. We were like, we are going to get you in some amazing Abercrombie shirts and like Abercrombie pants. We're going to spike your hair up and you're going to be interested in this. You're going to be interested in that. And my whole goal was to change them. And I didn't realize at the time how hurtful that is to me, how hurtful that is more importantly to them. And, you know, one of the things that really helped put me on this path of really just being a foundational support for Justin and his growth in his life was a really hard situation within my family where I will never forget it. You know, I was, I'd come back from college. Uh, I went to college at Miami of Ohio in Ohio. I'm from Ohio, small town gal. And I was with my mom and my parents had just been in the process of their divorce. So my parents decided to get divorced when I was in high school but they waited um, to separate until I was in college. And then my dad moved to Florida. My mom stayed in Ohio. So, you know, they were kind of like really figuring themselves out. They had been married for 33 years. All, there was, you know, some, a lot of really deep rooted issues that are personal to them that I won't speak to today. But 
I will never forget what happened when I was in the car. And in college, I went through this phase of like really working on and trying to figure out my the mother relationship, you know, my relationship with my mom. In college, it had been one of the most challenging things for me to to work through and to live through. And it still is my biggest lesson, you know, to this day. But in college, I was like trying to be super, I don't know, I was like in an existential phase and I was just like kind of like emo and moody. And I was really trying my best to use my words and communicate and speak my truth. And I was in the car with my mom and she drives a sob wagon. So I was like sitting shotgun in a sob wagon with my mom. And we're in Ohio. We're like probably leaving someplace chic like Panera. And I'm in college. I'm like wearing like nasty sweatpants, nasty hoodie, tan as hell, hair is bleached. We are in a sob wagon. We had just left Panera probably. You get the vibe. You get the vibe. And I go to my mom and like, what do you think was like one of the contributing factors to your and dad's divorce? Like, what do you think it could be? You know, because this phase, I was like really curious. And she said, you know, I'll never forget it. She goes, you know, when I married your father, I had all the intention to change him. And I realized that no matter what, he was never going to change. And it was so interesting and so profound because I was then able to really heal a lot of what I had seen of their relationship. And this was the struggle between my mom wanting to change him and her having her own, you know, issues around that. And my dad struggling to, to live up to her expectations and always falling short. You know, there's a lot of circumstances and conversations going on here where it's, you know, the, my mom should be happy on her own. She should have picked someone she didn't want to change. But really it's like, that's such a wound of people never being enough, people never being enough to support you and so many different things. So there's a lot playing going on there, but it made a lot of sense to me and I could really see their relationship in a new light because I saw so much of that happened. I saw, you know, when they would fight, my mom would always say that she was going to leave. There was a lot of things that would go on and my dad would always try to do his best afterwards to like make her happy and it always would fall short and it would be temporary because it would be actions that wouldn't really fulfill the deep, deep desire and need for something more and something different. And, you know, my dad would probably feel the same. He would probably feel that she was different when they got married and that she was the one who changed and that he would probably want her to not change. So I think there's a lot of the expectation management that should have happened earlier between them. But of course, you know, it's, it's great that they're separated and, and now they're happy But it was nice because it happened to me at a time where, you know, I didn't really think about it much at that moment because I was like, what am I going to do tonight? (laughs) And just probably like in the college mode. So it didn't really affect me then, but it more so affected me later on when I realized that with Justin, this like beautiful, kind being that... I will not get anywhere in my life and we will not get anywhere as a couple if I'm trying to change him. I'm trying to make him into a version of himself that I love more or I want him to be more. And that really it's like, I just need to provide like a soft foundation for him, you know, like a kind foundation for him. 
And that any time that we had gotten in arguments or fights, it was really, or it could be related to me having different expectations than what were true or me expecting a different outcome, you know, than, than what was going on. So much of what we struggle with, you know, Justin and I like best friends, like love him, all these things, X, Y, Z, but we struggle with communication. You know, we do struggle when we're upset and when we're arguing, I have a really hard time expressing love when I'm upset. So for me, it's really challenging to be like pissed off and then be, and then switch to, I love you. It doesn't feel like the same energy lives in the same space for me personally. So we would really have a hard time when we were upset to to speak our truth, to fight fair, to fight kindly, to fight calmly. And, um, you know, during this struggle, I would think so much like if only he was calmer, more patient, if only he was, you know, could like read my mind. And if only he would let me like freak out and get mad and yell and scream. And if only, if only, if only. and. I got to a point where I was like, what if it's me? You know, what if it's me? If I want to make real change in our relationship and I want to make like a genuine effort, it involves, of course, speaking my truth, letting it be known how I feel, but it really involves me doing the work to be at a place where I feel like I'm doing my very best to keep my side of the street clean. And for me, that's so much of the personal work. Like, instead of saying, you know, why can't he be more calm? And it's like, am I being calm? <laughs> like, like who's being, who's being, who's not being calm? <laughs> you know, like, am I bringing this situation to me? Am I causing this reaction that's creating this circumstance? Probably, most likely. So, if I really just work on myself approaching every situation where we have a disagreement calmly, patiently, clearly, and I'm using words like, or I'm using phrases like the story I'm telling myself is, which is one of Brene Brown's favorites. So I got that from Brene Brown. And then my therapist also suggests it, suggests it, but using the phrasing, the story I'm telling myself is. And for me, a story that I tell myself is the story that I'm telling myself is that I cannot fully express myself, you know, around, around Justin or around you. And um, this is a wound that I'm working with around my family, but it allows me to take the onus off of him doing anything and him um, being to blame and really back on me and really allows me to take control back of the places in my life where I need to really look at, at what it is that I'm doing. And so much of the verbiage around that and also so much of the verbiage around that has been so powerful for us. There's also the shift that I've really had to make a market effort of is being able to, although it feels weird at the time, whenever we're having an argument, and you could do this with a friend too. I think this is so applicable to both of these situations where where you're saying the story that I'm telling myself is and saying something positive first can be applied to work, can be applied to friends. And it's saying something like, you know, I love you so much. And I was feeling like, and it's really like 
the story that I'm telling myself is, you know, I love you so much. Of course, you know, with work, you might not say like, I love you so much to your like 55 year old boss, but it's like just really setting that precedent. Like we are safe here. I am engaged and I'm taking responsibility for the energy that I'm bringing into the situation. And I'm understanding and laying the groundwork by saying that I could also be to blame. And Lindsay and I have used, you know, within our conversations, like the story that I'm telling myself is. And again, that's really taking responsibility for what we're bringing into the situation. And by saying, you know, I love you so much, but this really, you know, hurt me or this, this really wasn't working for me. It has opened up Justin in such a beautiful way because it makes him feel like he's not completely at fault. And for Justin, you know, he is someone that so deeply cares about how I'm feeling, how I'm doing. He is reading me all day long. You know, he wants me to be happy more than anyone because <laughs> because he can survive and he can be happy if I'm happy, happy. But it's like, he feels safe when I am most lit up and my I am most supported. So if I am sitting there and I'm like, you know, this really bothered me. Instead of saying, I love you so much, you know, but this really bothered me. It just has really, really changed and shifted so much of, of the way that we're able to interact. And especially in the past couple year, you know, Justin uh, was head of product at this company and now he just left and he started his own thing. And to be in a space where I am not attached to the outcome of what it is that he's doing. So if anyone, you know, if you've been in a long-term relationship, we're starting a family in the next five, 10 years, 50 years. And I'm not trying to change um, his path. I'm not trying to change what he's doing. I'm not trying to tell him what to do. I'm not trying to say, um, you should be doing this. You should be doing that. I did it this way. You should do it this way. Because it's not my path. And the more that I can allow him space to be himself, to figure it out himself, the better I feel and the better he feels about me. And for a lot of women, I see this happening a lot where, and I'm actually speaking to like myself too, but I do feel like a lot of my friends, when I speak to them and a lot of women that I know will sort of get into a routine of being the mother son thing with their, with their significant other. And I feel like this so often happens with um, very powerful women that are with men that really love them and want to please them and you know, come to a place where it's like they are kind of being directed and commanded around by their girlfriend or wife or fiance where it's like, and they're kind of demasculinated in a way where they're like, you know, you should do this, you should do that, you should do this, you should do that. And it's all the shoulds. And Justin actually, you know, probably a year or so ago was like, hey, like, stop telling me like I should do these things. And because, you know, I mean, guys, can you imagine? Can you imagine living with me? We have guests on every week that are so profound and amazing. And I'm trying all these different fucking rituals and routines and prayers and like da-da-da-da. And if you're like, oh, this is amazing. You should try this. You should try that. You should try this. You should try that. You should try this. Like, it's like, he's like, hey, stop telling me what, what I should and shouldn't do. It was funny because like... Uh, the phase I am in my life, it actually kind of made me laugh. I was like, damn, that's so fucking true. Like, that's so annoying. Like, I don't want someone telling me what to do. I don't want selling someone directing me in my life. And more importantly, like, I want to maintain independence and independence of identity. And if Justin's doing everything I tell him to do, that's not that hot to me, to be honest. 
it's kind of attractive to me if like people are doing their own shit, people have their own thing going on, they have their own thoughts, opinions, and interests. And, you know, something that can really keep things interesting for me, especially in my relationship with Justin and even in, you know, all my friends and um, my community is like by bringing different um, voices, opinions, thoughts, um, stories, insights, whatever. Like that's how I learn and grow. And like that kind of stuff is so, so profound to me. So, I think that is also something that's so important too. But I feel like the pain, you know, that it felt like my family went through where my dad and my mom got into this relationship with the expectation that things would maybe be different, that they would eventually change or that, you know, by being around someone so much that you could change them really played out a lot in my early relationships and really could be seen in a parent where, (laughs) oh my God, I have my hand over my head. I was just laughing. So really could be seen and be a parent because I used to say, boys are dogs. You got to train them. (laughs) And in a lot of ways, I'm not completely off. I would say that I'm not completely wrong. But that ain't, that ain't right. That ain't, you know, that isn't like, cause then what? Like, you know, whatever. But what I meant in that situation, when I said, boys are dogs, you got to train them. And I'm dating like fucking like losers is that you really have to communicate with men and tell them what you're feeling, tell them what you want. And they will react and respond to the directions and insights that you give to them related to like your emotional intelligence or how you're feeling. And I think a lot of that is true where you want to speak very clearly to men. I think you have to tell them what you like, tell them what you want more of, if that's sexually, if that's, um, you know, with them doing things for you like that are kind, or if that's like them, you know, maybe touching your neck or your shoulders or something and you love it. I think being very communicative to men is very helpful for them. They can't read our minds as much as we think. So I used to say, you know, men are like dogs, you got to train them. But now I am more so like, do the work on yourself, do the work on you to really make yourself the best that you can and always focus it back on you so that you can attract someone that is as amazing and as supportive as you'd want them to be. And the differences in someone are going to be some of the the most exciting and fulfilling parts of their relationship. And um, within my relationship with Justin, it's been really beautiful as I've let go wanting to control his career, you know, him being on the fucking phone every night before we go to bed or like always like losing stuff in the house and always me having to find everything or just like some of the silly things. It's like, the way that we work with that energy of our annoyances related to things about us is really playfully too. And there's so much of me, you know, I'm sure that he'd be like, oh my God, P. P is so messy. She leaves stuff everywhere. Her clothes are everywhere. She's a shitty driver. She's like these things. He would definitely have a list of his like things about me that he's like, I wouldn't say change, but I would say we could, we could, we could do a little better. But the way that we approach these things in our relationship and about each other that we would maybe, quote unquote, want to change, but we're not going to, is with full surrender and appreciation of it. And we will say, like, whenever we're messing around, it's like, today, 
Justin texts me and he's like, hey, where are my cords? You know, he's got all these cords laying around. I'm like, oh, I put them in your gray box. And he's like, I don't have, what are you talking about gray box? I'm like, I organized your stuff and I put a gray box on the shelf. And he's like, pee. Where, why is my stuff always moved around? Why do you always like, you have a new box for my, my cords every day. And he's like, this is my life. And we say, this is my life. We're like, this is my life. And we will even say it when we're on the brink of getting mad, where we're like, oh my God, this is my life. Because it's like true acknowledgement and laughter at like, oh my God, this will never change. This is my life. My life is like, having Justin watching Gaia until 12 p.m. at night. My life is like Justin falling asleep to the TV every night and like me never being able to do that. And my life is like just these random funny situations that like could fucking drive me crazy. And for him, I'm sure times a hundred, but we've just like made into something funny and fun and we never have expected or wanting anything, wanted anything to be different. And it wasn't always the case. We've definitely worked to get here. But just by saying like, oh my God, this is my life in like a surrender funny way has been such a beautiful way for us to play with that energy of like borderline being annoyed where you're almost there. You're like, almost like, oh my God, not underwear on the floor again or whatever it is. And you can just be like, oh my God, here we are. Because I love you so much that, it doesn't matter. And that speaks to letting so much of what would normally bother us go. And for a lot of times, the little things, you know, that really build up are usually spoken, are usually more attached to bigger things. So if it's the underwear on the floor or like plates in the sink, that really speaks more to like, I don't feel supported. I feel like there's an imbalance in our relationship between, you know, things around the house and it makes me feel like you're not supporting me. And those type of things, you know, need to be dealt with on a on a different basis. But for the little things, it's always like, this is my life. I cannot change it. So I am hopeful. That was helpful, helpful for you. We had a podcast interview with one of the women of our community, and she was asking me about that. And I was just thinking about it. I'm like, oh, I would love to share with you guys even more so about, you know, how profound that has been for me to really accept and appreciate you know, him in my life as someone that isn't going to change. And then for now, my work is to really do that in all other areas of my life. And that is true acceptance of everything and where you are and presence to just really never expect anything to change, but only accept it as is and really just do the work on yourself to like be the best person that you can to have the most amazing life reflected back at you. So as I work on applying this to my life with work, with all my friends, with everyone that I meet, by just allowing them to be and to accept them as they are, I at least have it down in one area of my life. Cheers. So I love you guys so much. I love hanging out with you on the solos. It's been such a blast. I'm so inspired by you. I'm so inspired by the feedback on the Life Edit episode. So if you haven't, make sure to listen to the Life Edit. I talk about an entire process and method that I use to edit my entire life. That was digital life, physical life, emotional life. And I hope that is very inspiring to you. And if you'd like to talk to me about this, I would love to chat with you. You can hit me up on Instagram at it's Krista, I-T-S, Krista. I would love to connect with you. And otherwise, I will see you on the next one. You mean so much to me. You have been so special to me. Thank you for letting me be with you on this journey. I love you. 
What a good one. What wow. a good one. Classic. No, <laughs> Classic. What a good one. Thanks so much. So relatable. Yeah. Thanks for sharing. Thank you. I felt I felt proud of that one. It was inspired by a post that I did on my Instagram at It's Krista and then a conversation I had with one of our lovely community on the Perfunct podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just a great interview and we talked all about that concept. So I was inspired. So I'm so glad I could bring that to you. And I just really appreciate you guys being so open, kind and warm to my rambling. I love it. All right. Here's our review of the week. My favorite. Where are my girls at? Five right stars. here, honey. <laughs> I mean, people write novels. Here it's we go. so kind. I'm, I know. I'm so grateful. How do you rate your best friends without sounding cheesy? I've met them once at a live show in San Francisco, but our journey began long before then. This podcast is a life changer. KNL have created amazing content, an indescribable energetic connection to their listeners, an amazing Facebook group, but also the warmest and most inviting community of strong, powerful female energy. Oftentimes the woo-woo ones are ostracized or mocked in their own communities, but the A30 community led by fearless leaders and hosts of this pod are really making magic happen. Because of this podcast, I have thousands of best friends to give me the advice I need or the support that I am lacking in myself to be a better person and member of this crystal revolution. It also makes having a Facebook worth it. You know what I mean? I truly do. Want to begin in an amazing, life-changing, life-altering and expanding journey? Then start here. You'll learn a crap ton of modalities, love the word crap, to find your true healing journey from their guests. They're just the bomb. Just listen. It's worth every second. Wow. Wow. That is from Art. Ooh, thank you, babe. I'm so glad I got to hug her beautiful. in San Francisco. So thank you so much for the kind words. It just means a lot to our community and to the women that the messages that we share on the podcast support to the people on the team and to the people of you know the ambassador program. Your reviews mean a lot. So if you are inclined or excited to write a review, it doesn't need to be that long, although we save those on our phone and look at them on rainy days. You can write a review, screenshot it, and either DM it to Almost 30 Podcast on Instagram or email it to hello at almost30podcast.com and we will send you our self-care checklists. Lindsay and I both have our own personal self-care checklists that are a few pages long. We use them in the morning. It's like our secret weapons. So send us your reviews and we will send you those for free. Yeah. And anything Almost 30, you can go to our website, almost30podcast.com to learn more about our retreat coming up in Malibu in May, almost30podcast.com slash retreat. We cannot wait to connect with you. And please, if you haven't already, definitely join the secret Facebook group. There are tens of thousands of women in there waiting for you to support you and become, like Art said, your digital best friend. Yeah, your digital besties. We will see you on the next one. Thank you so much for tuning into Almost 30 Podcast. We'll see you on Tuesday. Love you. Bye.